0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, about a 13-minute Bible study every day. Short time, but it gets us into God's Word, and that helps us to stay strong in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. People who don't get into God's Word, who hardly ever open it, rather let alone read it, well, you're not going to be looking at people probably who have very strong faith, if much faith at all but it also helps keep us in touch in our relationship with God and to have a more spiritual focus on life to be better able to deal with what life throws at us every day. We always encourage you to share these studies with everybody you can because you know people in your life who need to turn their lives around. They need to start focusing on their relationship with God and upon their soul's salvation. Share through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with your family members, your friends, your work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. What a blessing it will be to help somebody get to heaven by getting them into God's word through these short studies but it will not only be a great blessing for them, it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, talking about our spiritual temperature, and we're going to be looking at five questions to gauge our personal spiritual temperature. Well, we used the comparison about how during the COVID pandemic, (laughs) seemed like, especially for a quite a while the early stages you had to get your temperature taken over and over and over again because if you had a, a an elevated temperature that was a sign that you might be infected with the virus well we still go through that when you go into medical facilities but it's not as enhanced as it used to be but we do take our temperatures don't we even on a regular basis If we have our children, they're starting to cough or they're complaining with a sore throat or maybe we ourselves, we're just starting to feel bad. Maybe we feel weak. Well, we grab that thermometer, don't we? And we take our temperature because an elevated temperature indicates some kind of infection and that means illness. Well, what is your spiritual temperature? We talked about how Charles Dickens in 1859 wrote the still famous and perhaps best-selling novel of all time, even to this day, A Tale of Two Cities. And he talked about the divergent realities within the people, within the, the culture of France during that time as they were looking toward the French Revolution and then going through it. And so he opens his novel by talking about the opposite ends of the spectrum, as was life in that day. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief and the epoch of incredulity or unbelief. It was the season of light and the season of darkness. Is that not truly the reality of life in this world still today? But we really want to focus on our Christian lives, as Christians, as true Christians, we have been transferred into the kingdom of God. Colossians 1 and verse 13. Our citizenship is not really primarily of this world anymore, but it is in heaven. Philippians 3 and verse 20 and Ephesians 2 and verse 19, but we still live in this world. Now, as Christians, we're to live our lives with such a focus that we recognize that we're still in this world, but we're not of this world. But there are a whole lot of people who have become Christians who are still struggling with those, between those two realities. The prophet Haggai wrote this about the nation of Israel in chapter one, verse six. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat but do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put into a bag with holes. In other words, they keep struggling, but they never see the fulfillment that they're, they're longing for. Well, a whole lot of people, they, they want to be at least on the surface level of their thinking, they want to be faithful to God, but they keep being pulled away by the ways of this world. And of course, the devil is behind those ways. He is identified as the God, lowercase g, of this world or of this age. Now, not putting him in any kind of position of equality with God, uppercase g, the creator of this world, Genesis 1.1, but the fact that this is where the devil does his work. This is his workshop, his playground, this world. He is identified or described as the like a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour, First Peter 5 and verse 8. And so he uses all kinds of different means to try to pull us away from God, to try to pull us away from fervency in our faith. And we talked about how we need to be fervent in our faith. And that idea is on fire, basically. Romans 12 and verse 11. Zealous for good works. Again, that idea of fervency. Titus 2 in verse 14. Matthew chapter 22 and verses 35 through 40. Loving God with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul. Well, many are passionate about insignificant things and in their minds, they, they, they intend to be faithful and dedicated to God, but they're caught up in things that are pulling them away from God. How many times do people find themselves, well, I'm not going to be at church services this Sunday. How come? Well, because uh, our children have a volleyball game or a soccer game or a baseball game, or, you know, there's some friends coming in from out of town. We're going to have them over to the house, and so uh, they don't go to church, so we won't be there this Sunday. We could name a whole host of other uh, of other reasons they might give along the same line. Some are passionate, some are truly passionate for sinful things. Now, those things that we would describe, we could say, yeah, yeah, that's that's sinful, because it's pulling us away from God. It's pulling us into unfaithfulness and a lack of dedication. In First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse six, we read this. Now, these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. What's the frame of reference there? The Apostle Paul is talking about the Jews or the Israelites in Old Testament times If you go back to verse one, he says, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, all ate the same spiritual food, all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. But, uh uh-oh, here's that big word, but, transition word, but. With most of them, with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now, these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Well, these were supposed to be the people of God. They were supposed to be dedicated to God, absolutely dedicated. But you see, the devil took them in, and they waned in their dedication, in their zeal, in their fervency for serving God and living according to his teachings. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 19, the apostle Paul wrote, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. You see, the more we dabble in the ways of unrighteousness, ungodliness, sinfulness, the deeper we get into those practices and the farther and farther away we slip from faithfulness to God. In Philippians 3 and verse 6, we read this, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. Now here's the dichotomy or the contrast in the life of the apostle Paul as he became after he became a Christian, but he's looking back and saying. Before I became a Christian, I was persecuting the church. Well, that was ungodly. Now, I, I tried to live in righteousness before God as I understood it from the Old Testament teachings, but he had rejected the Savior at that time. And so the devil had him in his grip. No, he learned his mistake, and he, he repented of that and came to God through Jesus Christ. But you see, even he struggled for a period of time in his life torn between two masters, so to speak, God on the one hand and the devil on the other hand. Now, all of us would say, the devil's never going to be my master. Well, ask yourself, how are you living your life? Are you living your life in fervent dedication to God? That's a spiritual temperature that is hot. Or are you living your life in the ways that the devil is pulling you, sinfulness and pulling you away from fervent dedication and faithfulness to God. The tale of two cities again, the tale of two realities in which we're having to deal as we live through life in this world. Colossians 3 and verse 5, therefore put to death your members which are on this earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. You see, again, if we're dabbling in ways of sinfulness, then we're not being faithful to God. We need to open our eyes, recognize the danger, also recognize the contradiction, and we need to embrace our God and his ways for our lives. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 in verse 5, the apostle Paul wrote this, not in passion of lust, like the Gentiles or the unbelievers who do not know God. If, we're, if we look like the world around us that is lost, that is caught up in the depravity of sin, then we're not, we're, we're not walking in faithfulness to God. Our spiritual temperature is low, low, and maybe in danger of going out completely. Jesus wants his sayings to sink down into our ears and into our hearts and our souls. C.S. Lewis, who lived between 1898 and 1963, said, Christianity, if false, is of no importance. And if true, it is of infinite importance. The only thing Christianity cannot be is just moderately important. Where is Christianity in your life? What is your spiritual temperature? What are you most passionate about? That's the first test of your spiritual temperature. What are you most passionate about? What does your life say in answer to that question? Are you on fire for the Lord or are you living mostly in the ways of the world and trying to say things that kind of cloud the issue, and make you feel like you're really faithful to God. Examine yourself. The scriptures tell us that over and over. Let's pray. Father, help us to truly and insightfully examine ourselves by the mirror of your word. Help us to see our true spiritual state, our true spiritual temperature, Are we living in fervent dedication to you? And if not, help us to see the reality that our spiritual temperature is getting colder and colder and to repent of that and come back to you with all of our heart. Help us, Father, along this line. Help us to open our eyes to the dangers that the devil presents before us on a continual basis as we continue to live physically in this world. Help us to truly hold dear our citizenship with you in heaven as we live the Christian life. Please, Father, we pray, forgive us of our sins, and hear our prayer we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.